Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, happy, if you can call that, good Friday to everyone. This is also Party Friday uh, and Easter weekend, all wonderful um, we are prepared. We are prepared. We are prepared and, for Easter weekend. Uh, this is Chuck Bonner with Julie Hayden. Truth straight up. Yeah, brought to you by Cenogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan, as well as americascitizenpress.com. Great conservative website. We have a slew of guests. A well, slew, is that, is that a technical? Uh, that's sure, a, a talk sure, show term for you guys. Technical means three. Technical means three. Slew is a talk show term for three guests. Pastor Stephen Grant, um, the uh, Secretary of State candidate, Mike O'Donnell, and then um, I guess we could call yeah, ever, him <laughs> Disruptor, Disruptor Rich, Rich Wyatt. Wyatt. Good friend. What the first two guests wanted to talk to them because, um, you know, I don't know if you paid attention to the headlines, but even in political, it's like, oh, top line election denier candidates screw up Republican primary. That's right. a paraphrase there. No, but, that's probably a quote. but that's what they actually think. A lot of talk about election deniers. I mean, without even actually saying, you know, what, what they're denying. What they're denying and, and, and I, as I've been trying to say, we've been trying to say in the show, there are clearly facts that you can't deny. Right. And oh, you so, can always deny. Well, you can, you can. I mean, if they can say, which they have lately, people like Robert Reich and, and some others, that in order to have free speech, you have to have more censorship. Censorship yes. depends on, on free, sen- free, yeah, free speech. Depends, depends on, on censorship. much, much more censorship. <laughs> so in case you think so, we, what we wanted to do is bring some people who have actually either seen or done the research um, on some of the election issues in Colorado and are pleased to have with us Dr. S- uh, Pastor, S- Pastor Stephen Grant. Grant. He's the uh, pastor at Destiny Christian Center in Greeley where I got to give my uh, talk the other day. And it was a great group with Melanie and the whole, whole group of them. But he was yeah. telling, he was kind of giving some of his um, eyewitness, accounts. eyewitness accounts. So he wanted to bring, bring him on. Uh, Pastor, are you there? I am. How are you, Chuck? I'm just great. I'm just great. Thanks so much for coming on. Um, and now as, as you were telling a story, you know, your, your center is right across from City Hall in Greeley, and you were telling that you were there uh, election night in 2020. And why don't you, well, why don't you tell folks a little about Destiny Christian Church and yourself? Well, Destiny Christian Center has been active in government. And so consequently, I attend city council meetings on a regular basis. And uh, um, on election night, myself and one of our associate pastors, Toy Archer, were walking back from City Hall, we had discovered that uh, City Council had been canceled that night because it was election night. And so we were walking back. And as we were walking back, we paused in the alley uh, because we had parked over at the church, which is less than a block away, literally across the parking lot. And uh, we just observed a woman standing there with a couple of boxes dumping ballots into into the ballot box and just basically stuffing it. I know, you know, from some of the experience that here in Colorado, you can carry no more than 10 ballots. 
But here she was with boxes, just stuffing the ballot box. Well, okay, so let's be, so these were the official election drop boxes, which makes sense, right outside of City Hall. And so, and you said, yes. and so she had when describe boxes. Are we talking shoe boxes? Are we talking, you know, storage containers? I mean, what 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 were you? What how many ballots? And what uh, you how, had to guess? Yeah, and what exactly did you see? I can only guess, but she had a couple of uh, Xerox boxes. Okay. So that would be and, uh, and and again it was it was dim it was twilight it was November, and so I couldn't see how full they were. But she was just she Damn was just it. packing them in. Well, and I think and people know if you, if you haven't used a Dropbox, um, the way it works. I mean, they're not the slot is pretty thin. It's not it's not really like even like a mailbox, right? Where you can go up to a mailbox and you can open it and just dump them in. I mean, you can only get in not very many at a time. And and so you just and she just stood there and she was just putting ballot, reaching into the box and putting ballots in the Dropbox. What, Pastor Grant, you there? Oh, they're censoring us. Oh. Hey, TJ, we might have lost him. Can you try calling him back? Because we only have him till 3.15. If you, if you could try to get him again. We were talking with Pastor Stephen. Okay, he's going to recall. Oh, he dropped. Okay. Um, so he's talking about, so this isn't really, now keep in mind that all of our betters on the Republican and Democrat side have told us that the Colorado election is the gold standard. And even though they've never done any audits and have no intention of doing any audits, even though they acknowledge we have, uh, unpurged voter rolls. Still in all, we have the gold standard. Anyone who um, questions that is, is you know, a denier and needs to be crushed and destroyed. We've got Pastor Grant back. You back there, Pastor? <laughs> I am back. Sorry about that. Don't know what happened. Well, that's, you know, that's uh, that uh, interesting uh, <laughs> yeah. communication system that uh, we're never <laughs> sure who's really up to what. Uh, but you, you watched her just put in dozens i assume of, of ballots into the box was this on on election yeah. on election night was this election night this this was on election night it was about uh, 15 minutes before uh the the ballots were to close it was about mm-hmm. quarter to seven and and we just stood there and watched with our mouths open uh, we did not really think about um the implications at that point we just watched it happen as though we were watching a crime in place Right. Well, and then Sandra was uh, saying, oh, did you tape it? I gather not, right? I mean, no, you, you didn't just, go there. You, 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 you were just done. Yeah. yeah. You were just happened to be walking by. Right. We were walking by. It was twilight, of course, in November. And so the light was, was fairly dim, but we're, we're within 25 feet of this woman. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, and so. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's a real thing. It's, right. it's a very real thing. Well, and what, okay, so I mean, there's so many questions. Number one, where, like you said, in Colorado, you can only put in. Um, you can only carry. You can take. only carry, take 10 ballots, right? Right. And so she clearly had. Not 10 at a time, 10. 10. Yeah, 10 total, right? right? Yeah, you can't walk back and forth yes. with 10 a hundred times. So what did, did you try to report this or did you do anything with this, in, with what you saw? I did. Um, as, as I stated, you know, I've, I've ministered to people in government on a regular basis. So uh, a couple of weeks later, I got a hold of our, our county clerk, Carly Coppice, and um, I, know, I know Carly, um, and, and to me, she's been a good clerk, and she's really tried to be diligent in, in enforcing things, and I talked to her about it, and basically, I was told that there's nothing that can be done, that, you know, of course, I, I hadn't recorded anything. There was no evidence, of course, but 
as I thought about it since that time, I thought, number one, why aren't we paying attention? Why aren't we enforcing the law? And and what makes this the gold standard? Because as I've heard uh, Carly and others say, Colorado is the gold standard. Well, if that's the gold standard, then (laughs) it's no wonder why the lawbreakers are winning every single time. Right. Well, yeah, again, I mean, there's so many, as we've seen from the folks who have gathered with True the Vote, they, they call it a criminal enterprise. Now, I don't know where this woman got the ballots, but it is, number one, clearly illegal to put to have more than 10 ballots. So what you saw was clearly right. an illegal act. Um, and don't even, and, and they have shown systems where they use geofencing and tracking cell phones to show that there is a group of people who collect the ballots and then they take them to essentially a stash house where presumably the ballots are filled out or in some way, shape or form bundled and then handed to people who then go and then drop them in the ballot boxes. And it's important to note, and Chuck, you can maybe explain this a little bit. It is important to note that this was done right before the close of the election. And you want to do that because it makes it hard for the other side to counter it, right? And well, to under- it makes it impossible to counter it. Here in Adams County in 2018, we were ahead in all of the major races, which they'd won in, in 2014, at least for county offices, um, and including the sheriff, including the clerk and recorder. And then all of a sudden, tons of, of, of votes came in, which is what happens. They stuffed the ballots. So they're going to be the last ones counted because they're, they, they've just, you know, they've just received them in the boxes. And then, uh, Every position was lost, every one. Um, and it, it was just a pouring in the ballots, just like the pastor uh, had observed. And so, you know, we had a, a Adams County um, executive meeting when we discussed selection, and there was nothing, nothing about ballot harvesting, nothing about doing ballot harvesting, nothing about preventing ballot harvesting. Um, the minimum thing people ought to do is they ought to have people at every ballot box uh, with cameras to make sure this doesn't happen again. Um, maybe it'll be smarter and just bring 10 at a time, but um, you can, you can show the same person, um, but it's just shocking. The Republican party is, is just defenseless. Uh, defenseless. Well, willingly, intentionally. Uh, yeah. and, and, and you indicated your County clerk said that it's the oh, well. gold standard and, we also had the meeting where our guy got up, uh, the Republican, saying we don't have to worry about anything in in uh, Adams County because it's just it's a gold standard. Cut. It's a gold standard. Don't worry about. It. And this is a Republican. Well, right? did she? And, and 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 the you know the answer to that is once it gets into the box, it probably is legitimately done. But the process of getting all those ballots from people or making them out. Um, or going to old age homes and getting Alzheimer's patients and everything else. That's as dirty as it gets. And, and so they just take a portion, the very ending portion, and, and you can have your clerk uh, who will say, no, there is no crookedness uh, once it got into the box. Of course, all the crookedness it's, it happened before. So it's like, you know, until a bullet arrived, the person was totally healthy. Um, I mean, it's just absurd. And and your county clerk and is no different than ours. Is a disgrace because they pretend not to see what happened before and say, "Oh, once we counted them, oh yeah, yeah. they were they were fine." Um, well, what do you well, think? What do you think, Pastor? I've become more concerned the more I found out as well. You know, when I find out that the neighboring counties and our county clerk um, has staff that in the next seventy two hours goes out and they 
all swap ballots that somebody dropped in a neighboring county's box, but it should have gone to Weld County, or we're going to cure we're going to cure signatures now, and we're going to discuss signatures, and there's another week or two, and and there are all these permissive loopholes. If we took took uh, tests like this to be yeah. certified as a pilot, it wouldn't work. <laughs> No. Well, let me, because well, I know we well, only have, well, because have wait, let me ask, because we okay. only have a couple more minutes. So when you talk to the clerk, did she say you're lying? Did she say you oh, must no. have seen something wrong? I mean, what did she, what, did, what was her response? And you said you saw this woman pulling ballots, more than 10, out of boxes and stuffing them in the drop box. What did, I mean, what did she say? She said, Steve, you know, those, those things do happen. Um, and, and she knows me, I know her. And right. so she, she did not, she did not deny the story. She just said, there's nothing we can do with that because we don't have the evidence and um, it's done. So basically it was the Hillary Clinton response of at this yeah. point, what difference does this make? But, you know, it seems like, yeah, very. And, and there's the no very... thing they were going to stop it next time. No, right. By, by, by having surveillance, ca- camera. surveillance cameras. And other ones, it's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, we've got the gold standard, you know, the gold well, standard of what? And it seems to me that outside of City Hall, they probably have surveillance cameras. Why not just move the drop box? You probably wouldn't even have to install a new one, right? Just put the drop box under a camera at City Hall. Well, Steve, what does this have? Because I know we've got, an, we've got Michael Donald coming on here in about two minutes. What does this make you? It was also at our, our great meeting with the Greeley. Uh, Republican right, women. Chuck, and, and, booked and everyone I, at that meeting. Oh, I, well, I love I love the group. You know, I, I take a survey of people, and all all of them except one one nice woman said, that, you know, they were sure the election Trumps was stolen. And I, you know, and and it's just amazing. We have our county clerks. We have Republican Party chairs. We have everything. Who just who just don't want to, anyone to talk about this. Yeah, just just want to hide in the in the in the weeds and pretend everything is great. And my vote is my value, and this is not good enough. No, no, it's not. Well, you know, I, I think we'll let you go because I know you, you, I, I'm sure on this weekend in particular you're busy. So thank you, thank you for your <laughs> thank time. Thank you so much for for coming and, and, on, and thank you for for being willing to speak out about this because I think that's what it's going to take is people speaking out and saying, "No, I saw this." You know, you can't tell me, you know, you're lying eyes kind of thing. So, Pastor, thank you so much for your time today. You're welcome. Have a blessed resurrection weekend. All right. right. Thank Thank you. you. That's Pastor Stephen Grant with Destiny Christian Center Church in Greeley. Yeah. Didn't he marry? He was he officiated Karen Catalan. Yeah, yeah. We met we met him there. Okay, so another guy we want to talk to, and TJ, we can go ahead and give him a call now too. Um, Mike O'Donnell. Um, again, in the interest of transparency, he was at the county assembly running for secretary of state. I personally voted for Tina Peters, but he had some great comments. I thought he yeah. had done mm-hmm. some work um, and it was astonishing to me how simple it was when he talked about what he did. Right. And you're kind of like, why hasn't the Republican Party done this? Um, it seems like to me, they just want to cram this down, you know, or shove it up, however you want to look at it, that, <laughs> that there were no issues with the election. Zero. I mean, which is what a gold standard to me is, right? A gold standard means zero issues. Um, no, no, it doesn't have to be zero. It just can't be massive. You can't pretend that all this ballot harvesting, fraudulent ballot trafficking, ballot harvesting doesn't exist when all you look is the counting process. Right. And and when you look at that, they don't let look at that. They arrest you. So right, right, like Tina Peters. So and and keep in mind again, this is something that the people, the true the vote people, have been seeing across the country forever. And they said it basically went on steroids um, in this last election. Well, we- now we've got Mike 
O'Donnell. He was at the, he came in second uh, with, with a healthy, uh, close to 40% of the vote. Um, at the Colorado, at the Colorado one. And assembly. I've heard him speak at the Adams County Executive Committee. And he was at the, the wonderful event where I was talking. Um, so <laughs> I want to bring Mike on. Mike, great for coming on. My pleasure. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to both of you. Yes, thank you. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourself? Yeah, well, and, and then we'll go and your candidacy, and then we'll get into some of the things that you've been discovering. I'm happy to do that. Um, by way of introduction, you might tell from I'm slightly different sounding than some people. So I live out here in eastern Colorado. I actually immigrated to the United States in the late 80s. I met my wife to be at college in Australia, grad school. She was from Kansas. Um, and I chose to move back to this country uh, to eventually become a citizen and enjoy the rights and freedoms that we have here in the United States we didn't have in Australia. So uh, that process uh, started in the late 80s, um, eventually became a citizen. My first 10 years was really working in Kansas. I ran a small business development center. I worked on economic development uh, possibilities with the University of Kansas and worked a little bit with the state on some of their plans. I escaped to Colorado in 2000 to head up a mission-based nonprofit lender called Colorado Lending Source. And for the last 22 years, I've really been working with advocating for and mentoring small businesses, uh, helping the state create, for example, a Colorado microloan program, really working to improve um, the entrepreneurial environment here in the state of Colorado. And so that's a little bit of my background, really, from the small business perspective, not a big business perspective, and more from an economic development perspective rather than um, rather than anything else. But, but well, you, may, you may want to talk a little louder. We have some people having trouble hearing you, but you have a very nice Thank voice. Thank you. I apologize for that. Yes, I'm, I'm very soft-spoken talking into my phone here. So I'll, I'll, Why don't I'll you both... You, you at the at the assembly um, gave a great speech, and you kind of just ran through a litany of um, the inaccurate voter rolls. Which anybody who is concerned about the election, the inaccurate having accurate voter rolls is key. And and basically, the, and we won't get into all the technicalities of the the George Soros founded company that maintains Colorado voter rolls, but they really don't ever do anything. And in Colorado, if you register for a motor vehicle, you're automatically registered to vote. Um, and and I think to me, that's it, it all starts there because they mail out ballots to everybody who's a registered voter. Um, and you did, which seemed to be, I mean, it wasn't billions of dollars. I think you said it cost 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. You got a list of the Colorado voter roll and started taking a look at it. And why don't you sort of hit some of the highlights of what you found in it? Gold standard, would mm-hmm. you say? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say that. I don't know where that word came from, but it's definitely not. If, as I look through the voter roll, and again, as you say, $50, anyone can buy voter rolls from the Secretary of State plus postage and packaging. And again, what they send you is nine huge spreadsheets, which are pretty hard to manipulate. But if you're very patient and if you've got a, a computer, you can. What I've been doing is extracting from those nine spreadsheets different communities, whether that's a county or whether that's a city. And all I do is then sort that information on my spreadsheet by addresses. And what I'm primarily looking for are, are things that don't look right to me, just anomalies that, that pop out. And I'm mostly focused on. Uh, residents where there are eight or more active voters and it's a like a three-bedroom or a four-bedroom residence and I'm just sort of looking for interesting things that would jump out at me because a lot of my past life has been looking at financial statements so I'm good at finding things that that don't look don't look normal okay so a few things as I've been going through them I I mean I, I found an address 
in Weld County that had 33 active voters, 24 of them, 33 voters, 24 of them are active. And I looked up the address and it's the county clerk's office in the DMV. So <laughs> those 24 active voters there, one of them is in Canada and, and she she is actually voting because she's still active or the ballot hasn't been returned. And then I found one of my previous um, board members at Colorado Learning Source asked me to try and check why he was still getting ballots, even though he's moved out of state five years ago. And when I checked on his address, I found that his old address in Windsor, the house that he sold, I could see that the, the people who bought the house, I could go to the assessor's office, see the people who bought the house were registered. But someone had moved his name off that house onto a non-existent street address. And someone wow. has been voting from that address. In well, they have been now, now let's go, And let's go over that again, because yeah, this, is, this is what you found, I think, is, is this is crucial kind of information, um, because this is, this is intentional. It's not as if this is what they would have you believe, that, oh, you know, we just didn't take Julie, you know, Hayden, who moved from this address to this address. We just didn't take her off so the ballot's going out there. It's all innocent and nothing happens. But you're talking about, people's names who no no longer live at an address and somebody has who they know somewhere somebody knows that this person isn't there anymore and they have actively moved that person's name to a non-existent address and yet somehow have they voted? that name is getting a ballot and, and voting, voting right well the ballot still is actually going to the person's address in nebraska and he's not doing anything with it um and he hasn't returned it because a lot of people who get ballots that that right. really they don't really want just chuck them out unfortunately but uh, someone's voting so he's it seems like that that address is still active at least the, the non-existent address is being used by someone okay um, and that's that's just part of the deal is actually i'm I've just discovered that under a certain section, I can see if I can get the information report um, related to that address. And I'm going to try and do that. That will cost me a fee. They may not provide it to me because I'm not the name on there. But I'm going to try and dig in and see if I can find out who actually <clears throat> created that address in the in the system, if it's yes. possible yeah. to do that. Yes. Be- and, okay. then, and then other weird things that I found, I found like nine people who apparently live in a UPS store in Lakewood. I mean, it just doesn't make sense. And and there are even, you know, just and some things that, that, that may be correct but just don't look right, like two people that based on their ages and their sexes are obviously husband and wife living at an address, but one of them has their ballot mailed to a UPS store 70 miles away and, and the other doesn't. So there, there'd be questions that you'd want to ask. And I found a couple of those situations where someone might be in Windsor and picking up their UPS mail at a, at a, a PO box in Lakewood. Um, even though the spouse is getting their mail and their ballot at their home in Windsor, and then someone right. in Silverthorne doing exactly the same thing to exactly the same UPS store. So things that, oh. that just seem anomalous. Um, in, in one address I looked at, there were there were nine people living in a three-bedroom house, and I see that a lot. But two of the people had the same first name, same last name, um, slightly different birth year. One was born in 96, one was born in 97. And the middle name, one was Chris and the other was Christopher. And to me, it looks like exactly the same person with a slightly different birth year, unless, you know, the parents wanted to have two kids with the same name one year apart. I don't know. But things like that that just sort of jump out at me and show me that there are some issues that that are wrong. And then I know that, you know, the only way you can come inactive on on the Colorado voter roll, you used to in the olden days, if you didn't vote an election, you became inactive. But apparently that was politically dangerous back in the early, you know, 2011 and so on. 
they change that rule. So even if you don't vote, you can stay active as long as your ballot isn't returned to you. But we send almost 17,000 ballots overseas every election cycle, and people overseas aren't going to return a ballot if it's not deliverable or not addressed correctly. So, And I, I would guess, and, and I've checked a few of the addresses that, from where I grew up in Australia that obviously don't exist and don't exist, not as, not as residents. And so we're wasting a lot of money, or the counties are wasting a lot of money sending ballots overseas, which may allow those votes to be repurposed on a computer somewhere, but, but right. it, it's just silly that we're constantly sending stuff out of state. 43,000 ballots go out of state every election cycle. 43,000 ballots are mailed out of state? Yes. And, wow. and I can see about 3,000 extra ballots going to like military APOs and FPOs and DPO addresses, which are overseas bases. So, so that's fine. And that's perfectly. And of that 43,000, I can see some of them military, but not very many. And mm-hmm. so we, we see these. And I was you know looking just because I'm a little random and, and one of the thoughts you know, started at Alaska and there was a place called North Pole, Alaska. And I thought, oh, that sounds like an interesting place. So I, I just sort of tracked that and we have five ballots going to North Pole, Alaska. Oh, Alaska. And I looked up those five addresses and, and one of the addresses is a rental home that, that's used like an Airbnb and no one really lives there, it appears. And, and the other is a business. So, so I'm just randomly checking addresses as best I can. And, and it shows me that we have some real issues because there's really no checks or balances, especially on the things that go out of state, uh, as opposed to having an absentee ballot, which, again, seems logical to me. Right. And it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like once you've got an out-of-state or an overseas address that there's nothing that tells me on the voter roll how long that address has been in place. And, and I get the impression that they've been there for quite a while. So. Well, and what do you think, because you, you had talked about too, like what there was one, or I think maybe Channel 9 did the story, maybe based on something you had said, it was a trucking company that, that trained truck drivers and was getting like 140 people were registered there. Do you know anything about that? Uh, yeah, there was there was a duplex there that I found that, that had 410 registered voters, only 90 was active, but it was still a lot of people, active voters in one duplex. Yeah. And I just posted that picture on my Twitter account and, and that sort of blew up a little bit. Then Channel 9 sort of visited me uh, and wanted me to uh, print a retraction because they explained to me that people in that duplex were people who came to Colorado for a three or four week CDL class. And then, you know, somehow or other, they get a, a CDL license. And then right. as a result of that, because of the silly automatic voter registration, they automatically get on the voter roll. And we cannot remove them until, you know, a ballot is returned. And so when I was looking at those voters, I discovered that most of them, not all of them, were using the same PO box in Kingsbrook, Colorado, as their mailing address. Wow. So then I did a check backwards through the, uh, the election roll to find out who else is using that address. And I found that 740 people have that wow. as their mailing address in the in the election roll at 19 different residences, one of which technically doesn't exist, in two different counties, Denver and Weld County, and there are 765 people on the voter rolls in those 19 counties. Some of the others use their out-of-state address, but again, it's just it's, it's just anomalous. Is is when is someone a resident of Colorado if they're visiting for three or four weeks? Why should they be on the voter roll? It's, it's well, no, no, they're not residents so. of the state. They have no intention. And, and of staying. Not, but what you're saying though is because a bigger question is says, well, what happens to those ballots? So clearly they're not voting, right? And it's going to a PO box. I mean, seven hundred. I mean, were were was somebody voting those ballots? Any of those ballots? Were you able to determine that? 
Well, again, I can see that of that 410 odd at that duplex, 90 of those ballots are active. Um, so at least they haven't been returned. Um, and, and again, it, 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 it doesn't say that they've failed to vote, which will pick it up on the voter roll. So, mm. and you can trace it back because when you look at those ballots at that address, you can see who was the first person was registered at, at that at that uh, at that PO box. Well, well, what somebody... would you what would you, you know, we'll go to what what would you like to do if you got elected was elected or are elected uh, Secretary of State of Colorado? Well, there's really two things, and I'm sure you and your listeners know or may not know, but the Secretary of State has two jobs. One is it's to help enhance commerce in the state of Colorado, and all they currently do is they just take money from businesses like corporations or LLCs. And, and what really bugs me is in July, you know, there's about – they're dropping those fees to a dollar uh, so that they don't have to rebate paper funds back to we taxpayers. So that's just annoying to me. We have about 850,000 businesses pay $10 a year. Their fees are dropping to a dollar on July and there's about 150,000 businesses that pay $50 a year that are dropping to a dollar. So it's not saving the businesses anyway. It's just an election day gimmick. And then on the election integrity side, I, I know we've got issues. I've, I've read the Mesa County reports. I'm, I'm keyed into a lot of that, but I still maintain that, that um, you know, here's, here's something I just discovered today. I didn't realize that, but under the rules in Colorado, this is section 2.41. It says, if an applicant fails to check the box answering the question, are you a citizen of the United States? The county clerk must accept the process and process this application as complete. Mm. So, you know, this is part of the deal is we have more than 300,000 non-citizens, residents of the United States. And according to this, even if they don't answer the question, are you a citizen, which a lot of them won't, uh, they still are being processed um, through the DMV oh, onto the voter roll. So, oh, well, so they that would, is like, at least three. Yeah, they would have to. People. Wow. Wait. So let's go over that again, because so because I mean we just passed here in Colorado that if you're not a citizen you can't vote. But what you're saying you're right. is. They've, they've gotten around that by, go ahead and explain that again, that that even if you fail to say, yes, I'm a citizen, it still has to count. I mean, how are you supposed to say I'm not a citizen then? Just by not voting, I guess? Well, you, yeah, it, it, there's a section in the, in the election rules that says treatment of incomplete new registration applications. And it says that if you fail to answer that question, are you a citizen? The county clerk must accept and process the application as complete so long as it is otherwise complete and the affirmation at the bottom of the form is signed. So, and there's even when someone becomes a citizen of the United States under you know, Section 12 and Part 2, there's a question you ask on your citizenship form, you know, have you ever voted at a state or local election? And, and I'm still waiting for a Freedom of Information request to try and give me an idea of how many people in Colorado actually answer that. But we yeah. haven't had very many people really go through that citizenship process over the last couple of years, but we'll check. But yeah, and if there's any other differences or things missing from the applications and the county clerk is asked not to process it and, and get further information. But if I'm a non... And, and there are at least 10% of the population in the state are like me, foreign-born residents, uh, less than half of us are citizens. Like, okay. That information is easy to find. But if you get added to the voter roll, you're not going to tell the county clerk you're not a citizen. Mm -hmm. You know, why would you do that? Because you might bring attention to yourself. So no one's going to go out of the way to do that. They may or may not vote, but, but it's really their choice. It's not. Well, we have some to be asked uh, to of our prove listeners residence wanna... and prove citizenship. So it should yeah. be a fairly straightforward process, just like mm -hmm. it is in every country. Do you do right. it well, yeah. here? Are you a legal citizen? Right. Do, what people want to know, do you think Biden uh, fairly and squarely won the election? 
Well, again, there's lots of the, this 2,000 mules, which I'm sure you've probably been talking yeah, about a yeah. lot. I, I can't yeah. wait to see that. I've been watching that and following a lot of the evidence. Um, again, it may be too late to make any changes to what happened right. in the past, but then we're going to have some issues in the 2022 election. You know, probably saw the Secretary of State just this afternoon, about half an hour ago, issued a a notice of proposed rulemaking. So she sends us out on mid-Friday mid afternoon on Good Friday. Right. We'll be getting the mail. Talking about all these new rules she wants to um, promote an issue and there's going to be a, a hearing on May 24th and stuff. But and my perception is that, you know, if you can inflate the voter roll the way it's being inflated here with people who either don't exist or, or aren't residents or... Um, some other reasons, and I found people living in, and of course we have people living in campgrounds and, and motels and trailer parks, but, you know, and, and even found 11 people living in a nudist colony resort, and I just can't <laughs> imagine people voting at October in Colorado living in a nudist colony, because it's, you know, it's just, there are just weird things that, that anyone who would spend a little bit of time, and it's not the most exciting thing to do, but looking through the voter roll, you can find anomalies, and you can find things that obviously don't make sense, but um, you can't remove anyone unless they're inactive, which means that the ballot's been returned or, or undeliverable, or they've popped up on a change of address notice, and until they've failed to vote at two general elections. So we just have people on the voter roll, even if we know that they don't live here, we have to keep them there, which means wow. that those votes could potentially be repurposed by a machine or someone else and the canvassing reports I'm sure you've spoken about showed that you know people who did vote their votes weren't counted and people who didn't vote their votes were counted so right there's obviously manipulation going so, on. so as I understand your answer you you have serious questions of whether Biden was validly elected would that be fair yeah well again I'm just looking at the Wisconsin situation there's definitely um evidence that has been put up and, and all of the, the data experts and, and the information that I've been looking at. So again, I'm probably not a position to opine on that, but definitely I'm, I'm concerned that here in Colorado, the, the wolf um, ballot thing uh, definitely looked a bit suspicious to me right. uh, as a rural can, resident. Do you have all this, Mike? Because we got to let you go now. We've we had a packed show today, but you've been, this is just yeah. amazing stuff. I can't believe that. <laughs> That, that Jenna Griswold isn't calling you and saying, wait, what? Instead, mm-hmm. Channel 9 calling you to explain why you need to shut up. But can you, do you have this on your website, your research, and where can people find out more about this and, just, and about your candidacy, too, if they want to? Yep. Well, my website is easy. It's just mikeodonnell.us, two N's and two L's. And, and I do have a blog on there. I, will, I have been activating um, some of this information on my social media. I will be actually putting it more on my blog now. So I'll be starting that this week with... I'm actually starting to work on Adams County. That's my next project. Just Adams County, see what good, I find. Good. We could use so it. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll be uh, I'll be just posting stuff. And my first thing is, you know, five men living in a two-bedroom house in Brighton, two of whom brothers registered within a within a just the minimum time before the 2020 election, and, and then mm-hmm. they failed to vote at the 21 election. So. I'm wondering whether those two actually are living in that two-bedroom house. But but there are things like that that just look suspicious that right. people right. need to check into. So anyway, but yeah, sorry for All taking right. too much time. But No, you're great. Okay. Mike, thank you Thanks for your so time. Thank you for on. doing the research that, that law enforcement and clerks should be doing. So thank you for that. And let's stay in touch. I'd be delighted to hear what happens in Adams County. So right. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you okay. both. Take Have care, Mike. Easter.
Take care. All right. Bye. Thank you. Happy Easter right. to you too. Same. Mike O'Donnell there. Yeah, it's and like. Now, yeah, well, now we've got, we've got one of our, an old friend, Rich Wyatt. Um, you may know him from Gunsmoke, um, which is a store, and he had a, a show on Discovery Channels and has had lots of adventures in his life, uh, but he was a real presence down at <laughs> <Disruptor>. the assembly, <laughs> and we wanted to get him on. Rich, you there? Yeah, thanks, guys. I appreciate you having me. That was great you had Michael Donnell on. Yeah, yeah, isn't he? You know, and here's what kills me is you got to wonder how long before they arrest him, Rich. I know yeah. you kind of nominated or rather nominated with Tina Peters and, you know, she got arrested for questioning the election and they indicted her on this completely. I, I don't even understand what they indicted her for. I mean, I imagine if my if you're Mike O'Donnell, I, you know, he's going to probably get a traffic, a parking ticket. And all of a sudden he's going to be in handcuffs on a jail floor, too. They don't want this stuff out, do they? Well, they'll put, you know, You there? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, now yeah, we yeah. can. We lost you for a second. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, they're going to deport Mike because he's got an accent, you know? Yeah, yeah. right, so right. He'll be <laughs> Wrong kind of accent. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, we're, well we're, tell everybody who you are, if, who the few who may not know who you are, Rich, and, and uh, how you describe yourself. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> uh, Chuck, that's a difficult thing. You know, uh, I guess I'm just uh, a guy who's involved in politics and a right-wing conservative and uh, somebody who's had a lot of activity with the government and doesn't like them uh, any more uh, than I did when I was younger, but I really probably hate them now uh, <laughs> that I got the opportunity to spend a little time in the Iron Bar Motel, courtesy of the federal government. Um, and so, you know, I had a gun shop in Wheat Ridge, and I'd been a cop and a fireman, and uh, done a lot of things and, uh, uh, you know, some of them exciting. And, and of course we had an exciting time down at the assembly with, uh, with, uh, a lot of nominations and people that the establishment don't seem to care for. Well, I, I was telling everybody for the Shakespeare buffs that, that your, your role down at, at the convention reminded me of Puck out of Midsummer Night's Dream. You had a, a wonderful red coat, <laughs> and when you appeared on stage, you knew mischief was about, and <laughs> no, exciting things were about to happen. <laughs> Why do you, you know what? the cat's getting out of the bag right now? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What do you, Rich, one of the things that I wanted to get your take on this, because it's been driving me crazy, all of the rhinos, I mean, who told us all that we must be unified at the convention, right? Then as soon as they lost, they go on, they trash everybody who won. George Brockler, Dick Wadham, uh, Wayne know, Williams. We tra- must all unite for the establishment. Hold on, are, 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 uh, hold on. are George Brockler, he's a Republican? Yeah. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> what do you think? I mean, even on the Colorado Politics blog site today, there was a thing, and, and essentially the gist of the headline was all the crazy right wing election deniers have totally screwed up the Republican primary yeah. um, for all of the right people who should be getting elected. I mean, what do you make of the establishment's reaction to what happened on Saturday? Well, it's disgusting to be quite honest with you, and I'm I'm appalled that they that they establishment people speak out of both sides of their mouth. And if they get what they want, everything's fine. But if they don't get what they want, then they're mad. And and most of them would make absolutely fine Democrats. And Bernie Sanders, I'm sure, is on the phone with them every day, coaching them on what to do. Um, but they, they sit there and they say, like, I'll give you an example: uh, Christy Burton Brown and and the other one, Priscilla, whatever her name is, Ron. called me Judas. 
called, what? called me Judas on the radio. Yeah, so yeah. Judas. And well, you see that for for going up there and nominating a guy who was just going to give a speech, uh, Joe Altman, and oh, yeah. they're real mad about it. So I wasted Joe and I wasted three and a half minutes of that venue's time. But those two incompetents yes. uh, could not run the assembly properly because we stood out in the parking lot for three hours waiting to get in. Right, they exactly. Exactly how many people were going to show up and exactly what they needed to do to get us in the door. And, 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 you know, I've been to that venue many times with my kids at Disney on Ice and different things and no trouble getting in. But when right. the Republicans do it, they say, let's just have one door open. That's a good right. idea. Uh, no, that was what well, was Patrick Neville also a Judas? I mean, yeah, I mean it's like a former. Yeah, it was me and Patrick Neville was a Judas, and uh, and uh, Joe was a Judas, and uh, 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 I'm sure Dave Williams was probably uh, a Judas too. Um, well, I don't know. They didn't they didn't get him, but you know the guy that uh, Stanley Thorne that I nominated for Attorney General, I guess he's a Judas, and uh, Sharona Bishop was a Judas. You know, it's just. It's just terrible because, look at, I expect this trouble from the Democrats. This right. is like fighting with your own family. I don't mind fighting, but we keep it in-house. Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Not on the radio, you know? Right. Well, yeah, but, exactly. And I feel, no, I and I feel bad you. saying it, but I have to defend myself. Well, well, and I think, again, first of all, this, is, this has been my kind of theory. I think the establishment is getting what they deserve. So they did everything they did to, to crush caucuses and to crush the assembly, and they discourage all of their candidates by going that process. So it's become increasingly grassroots, right? And so, I mean, that was a ma- oh, I thought, hugely a grassroots audience. And then they're shocked when the grassroots audience nominates grassroots candidates and do everything they can to <laughs> shoot those candidates down. It's like, well, what do you think was going to happen right why don't you have more of your establishment why don't people go to the caucus in the assembly then right and they don't they skip it look at uh, look at pam anderson you know she's running for clerk as a quote-unquote republican yes, her mother or relative or whatever she norma anderson was a complete rhino oh, uh, before and pam yeah. used to be my clerk when i was in wheat ridge with gun smoke and you know, she's on the board of Zuckerberg's $400 yes. million dollar company, and she thinks that's okay. She tries to make it like, oh, I'm, 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 an ins- I'm a spy. Oh, get a grip. He's <laughs> smarter than you, Pam. And well, he's not going to let they, somebody like you be a spy. Well, and they, they slammed Tina Peters. They all said, oh, she's under criminal indictment. Well, the Pam Anderson company, the company she works for, is under criminal investigation in Wisconsin, right? They leave that part out. So, Well, yeah. I love yeah, how, how, how Dick Wadhams, who's a good friend, known a long time, says, well, he's lost all faith in the assembly, so we should now get rid of it because his candidate didn't win. If a rhino can't win, then it's, this, the whole process sucks, and we've got to do away with it. Yeah, he's he's something else. I saw him last night uh, moderating a softball uh, uh, contest between the two governor's candidates. He, you know, he just wasn't asking any questions that really matter. And, uh, you know, it, it's a shame. We are ha- we are honored up at the Mountain Republican Club in Evergreen to have Tina Peters and Mike O'Donnell uh, Tuesday night to wow. do a debate. And, and you know, you know what? I got to tell you something. I, I love Tina Peters and. And I'm I'm way way behind her, and I support her, but I'm incredibly impressed with Mike Wilson. Oh, 
Oh, I know. I just hope he takes votes away from Pam Anderson. Right. Well, well, yeah, let me, uh, um, hey, Rich, we're talking with Rich Wyatt here. Some some comments, or this is from Anil. You guys are patriots. The rhinos are the Philistines. They're the ones who are Judas. And then from Peg Cage, hey, Anil, thank you for bringing the Philippines into the discussion. And you want to talk about the Philistines. Yeah, not the the Philippines. Oh, God, no, I'm going to get banned. (laughs) (laughs) The Philistines. The Philistines. Um, Charlene says she loves you, Rich, and wants to meet you. Well, so she, although she's, she's, in Arkansas though. So, um, well, you tell know, her to come on out, you know, they, Hey, they, we're, I'm mad at them. They gave us Bill Clinton. Yeah, really? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Arkansas. Well, that should be pretty good. I mean, yeah. I, what do you think? I think it's harder and harder. I mean, you know, Christy Burton Brown, th- there was all the, the, hullabaloo over Stanley Thorne, the hullabaloo over the way, I mean, she keeps trying to say that there weren't any issues with paper, there weren't any paper. I mean, all the stuff that she was saying has turned out to be, not all of it, but much of it, not true. Um, I mean, all the things- The well, one been- I feel sorry for is is poor Patricia Rahm. Priscilla. Priscilla Rahm, uh, who I like a lot, but, but when she was on Brockler's show, I was going, Oh my God! They drug you. What are they feeding? What get her a roofer? Fam- their family is held hostage yeah. back in the house. <laughs> well, you know, it's everything. You know, they're mad at me because of the Thorne nomination and saying, "Well, you know, uh, he." And, and they say he wasn't a lawyer, which in fact he is a lawyer. And they say he wasn't a Republican, which in fact he is a Republican. Um, but uh, you know, why didn't you check that stuff? Well, hey. You didn't check it either, Christy Burton Brown. You approved the nomination. You yeah. let the nomination go. You let the people vote. Where does it become my job? <laughs> and as you guys know, I've hired a lot of lawyers in the past for That's a lot right. of things. And I, I've never seen a bar card in my life. So, <laughs> what do I got to do? I got to you know, I got to walk in and go, do you have your bar card? I don't know if that gives you a discount at the bar or not, but if it does, I want to get one, you know? Um, and where do you see, where do you see just because we only got about five more minutes, Rich, the Republican Party going? I mean, I just think it is thrilling that the grassroots took as much and are gaining power, I think, and and all the establishment can do kind of like the Democrats and Twitter, right, is whine about, you know, the only way to have free speech is to censor it. I mean, the Republicans are like, the only way to have unity is if you do what you tell us. Are we what you do what we tell you. Um, And I think people are riled up now. Listen, Julie, you're at 100 percent right. And here's the thing. The Christy Burton Browns and the Priscilla, whatever her name let's is. Just, let's just stop it. Just, just Christy Burton Brown. Just right. Leave it to Christy Burton Brown. OK. OK. Well, Christy, Christy Burton Brown, I hope she enjoyed her time at the top because chances are that that's going to go away for her and she's going to lose her position, which she should. And the grassroots people will take over. And listen, the grassroots people weren't accepted, you know, when when this country started. They were the outcasts, the rebels, the people that went in and caused trouble and said, I'm throwing this tea in the harbor. You're not taking my guns. And when I see the white to your eyes, and I almost hate to think of the fact that I was wearing a red jacket because I could have been shot, you know, <laughs> if they thought I was the British. And, and so, you know, they're gone. They're done. And people are tired of it. The way that Christy Burton Brown would not allow people access to the microphone, yeah. Yeah. objection yeah. to her ruling was disgusting. And, 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 you know, I felt, you know, who I felt the worst for Chuck, I what? felt the worst for her kids because she put her kids up there. Oh my the God. She turned them into a traveling act. All right. You sing oh, the national a- anthem and, and you Bobby, you know, God, I mean, they're homeschooled yeah, but kids, the part- but it's abuse. But no, And I, it is, it was abuse. And the reason it was abuse is she knew she was facing some serious trouble 
And then those poor kids, I don't know if you saw their faces, but people were yelling at their mother and calling her names. And, you know, I feel bad for those children. And I think that what she did to those kids was abusive. Um, My children faced a lot of trouble when I went Mm -hmm. to prison. And uh, I and that's the thing that and my wife and that's the thing that bothers me the most. And I think the fact that she voluntarily brought those kids in there and put them in that situation shows her lack of uh, of uh, brain power and her complete incompetence. You know, I and didn't she realize gone from that. Time. Yeah, she could. If I if I had been there, even if I wasn't expecting trouble, which, you know, there's going to be trouble is too strong a word, but you know, there's going to be controversy and a raucous. Exactly. That's, that's what assemblies do. Yeah. You would just get the kids out. Right. I mean, the, the the kids did a great job singing the national anthem and doing the pledge of allegiance, but then it's like, okay, then you can leave. Cause I mean, number one, what's abusive is making them sit through all of the speeches and stuff like that. I mean, that's like, (laughs) well, well, I, I had my 15 year old daughter there. And she loved it. She had a great time, but, but she knows a couple things, you know, that I wasn't the one standing on stage running it and I wasn't going to get attacked. And Christy Burton Brown should have known that they were going to be yelling at her and screaming at her. And that's the part that's bothersome. And I think our kids need to see the system and what's about my daughter was amazingly perceptive with people and what was going on. And the things they're not talking about are the nasty emails that were sent out that were accusatory towards, uh, Eli Bremer, Deborah Flora, and uh, and Ron Hanks, and that needs to be addressed. You know, I, yes. I would like to see there be an investigation. On he's, who what he's talking things, about is you know? for folks who weren't. So during the voting process, right, while people are voting, somebody was sending out nasty, uh, accusing kind of texts to the delegates about some of the candidates. And well, you're I, didn't, I didn't see anybody attacking Eli Bremer. Um, oh. So, so who knows? But I think you're right. That seems to be kind of inappropriate but anyway hey rich we're out of time there's so much to talk about we're out of time thank you um for for your time this afternoon um are you going to the ballet tonight i am i'm on my way down the hill now okay all right right. rich we'll see you later have a great weekend thank you all right thank you guys so much you guys too i love what you do thank you bye-bye bye-bye take care um yeah, yeah, there are, there are so many issues there that we that we could that we could talk about. Um, but that's wrapping it up for us on this party Friday. We've got. Ooh. Are you going to the ballet? No, I got to take my car in and get it fixed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to say thank you to Pastor Stephen Grant, to Mike O'Donnell. I encourage you guys to check out his information is just astonishing. And, and our friend Rich Wyatt, um, the great guys at BBS. I love all of you guys on Zoom. Thank you so much for there. And again, anyone who's listening, chuckandjulie.com is the best link to go to because you can get to everything there. But we're on Rumble, Substack. You name it, we're just, all over. Just, just, you can't uh, avoid us. You can't avoid us unless unless you're on YouTube or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, yeah, unless you're on one of the platforms Twitter, where, we've know, where we've been banned. <laughs> hey, everyone, have a wonderful um, holy weekend. Yeah, have a great Easter weekend with your family, and and uh, we'll see you on Monday.